Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom, sit down, boot, trip for your boom. And we are it gals. <laughs> We're also ex gals. If you don't know, we have a Patreon, which is an extra podcast weekly. And now, during Quar, and possibly thereafter, we are doing a live stream every Monday. They are iconic. They're so much fun. We're yes. doing them on YouTube, and you get a secret link so you can watch it secretly. And we have our own girl crew of ex gals commenting along, plucking up topics. We might do in little games that kind of stuff it's so much fun because obviously you know Lindsay and I aren't seeing each other during this time and no one's seeing anyone during this time so every Monday to start the week off fun and strong just when I find in that like I think I said it to you on the phone last week that I'm finding weekends so depressing because I'm like oh it's quote unquote the weekend I know. we used to like look forward to it and now it's something that's looming I and dread I'm like, it I'm like another week gone of my life and so I'm like, what will I do clear out a drawer <laughs> so it's so nice to have our Mondays with our ex-gals start off strong it lifts up from that dull kind of feeling of another week gone we're like okay it's another week of quarry yes however we're and having a little and it time. makes us feel like we're actually hanging out like mm-hmm. everyone's sharing the pictures we're all chatting to you all we are able to put up some of your questions. Yeah, the questions. We have this new software that questions can go up on screen, which literally looks like we're hosting a chat show. It's it looks so much fun. So cool. So, so any topic is allowed, of course. X yeah. Girls is very much like that. And it's just fun to be able to interact via the internet and yeah, have so like a little gals night. We are streaming about an hour minimum every single Monday, as we said. Uh, any patron level gets it, even the $2 tip jar, because it's for all you gals. So. Uh, start of the month is the best time to sign up to Patreon in general so if you're feeling like I mean it's looking like we're all going to be indoors for April as it is so maybe you've got your first COVID check maybe you got paid maybe you're still working and or maybe you just need some little bit of comic relief you'll need some interaction and we're just trying to give you gals that because that is all you know what we're missing so much is like interaction Mm. with other humans and we're trying to get it and we just wanted to give you something that definitely has helped us even individually like it's made me like I was feeling like ugh before we did our live on Monday and when we did it even though we were in separate houses and stuff like I actually did feel like I had a bit of a night night out you know yeah me too so go over to our Patreon you can find it on our website which is itgalspodcast.com you can find it anywhere it's easy to find um, uh-huh. and sign up if you wish speaking of interaction Linz, uh we are doing a Q&A 
this quarantine week. Quarantine and answers. A quarantine. Um, we actually <laughs> definitely can't caption this episode with anything with quar because the last two have been so. Uh, but we're we're choosing some spicy we're a cast. Now. We're a quar cast. We are a quar cast. <laughs> um, so we are going to be answering some of your questions. We asked for them on Tumblr. If you guys don't know, we have a Tumblr where we receive anonymous questions or hate mail, whichever you may wish. It's itgalspodcast.tumblr.com and we have chosen a handful of questions here that we're going to go through. Let's jump right into it. Let's go. Do you want to read the first one? The first one one is just a fun little questiona to start with. So do you think there is a meaning to life? Do you follow a religion? What is your favorite fast food? I love those, (laughs) that trio of questions like religion, fast food. So do you think there is a meaning to life? I am... recently again back into like I'm into God okay and that's just the bloody end of it especially in times like this I find myself like reconnecting to my upbringing y'all know that I was brought up as like a Christian in a really strict religious household and I broke the shackles in my teen years and early being a ma out of wedlock kind of years and was very much like I'm gonna do my own thing but you know now I'm older and I still want to do my own thing and I still like have my own beliefs and everything and don't want to be like restrained to a religion that has like a certain kind of mold that you have to kind of fit into but I do I just do kind of find myself praying sometimes or seeking something like bigger than us especially in like worrying times like this when everything feels so out of control it's kind of nice to have a faith in something and I think there's a value in having a faith regardless of fact or like anything like that I think it's just nice to kind of have something beyond you that is like just faith in itself you mm-hmm. know um so that helps me and guides me through and it just makes me feel a bit like solid like I have a foundation I don't think too much about it I'm not like freaking you know checking sam's dot whatever every day but like it's just something that kind of is a nice foundation and is something that I go back to in times of like stress when the world seems a bit like uneven and shaken I'm like you know Mm -hmm. and we're having a zoom thing with my parents where we're doing like a religious like my mum and dad once I bloody mentioned that I was like "Mm, yeah I think I'm actually kind of interested in going they were like brilliant okay (laughs) finally (laughs) sending me sermons on whatsapp and it's like watch that it's brilliant (laughs) I'm like oh I said I'm into it but like not that (laughs) so what do you think the meaning of life is um uh, I to don't be more really Christ-like <laughs> I think the, I don't really know um, I guess the meaning of life is to be like a good person yeah and I find that confusing because I know that there's so many bad people and also everyone sins so I find it kind of difficult uh, I don't really know I don't really focus on that like I just kind of have a faith I don't really think about the meaning of life. That blows my mind when I do start to think about it. I'm like, hello, what? Like my dad the other day when um, we did our first like worship thing, he got some YouTube um, video of like, it was like five minutes of explaining how small the earth was. And it was like showing the earth, showing the sun, showing Jupiter and all these other stars and moons. And I was just like, oh god turn it off I feel queasy I hate thinking of that stuff so I don't really think about like stuff that's way bigger than me yeah because like who the fuck knows babes what do you think about the meaning of life I Mm. don't think there's like one singular meaning to anything I don't even think there is a meaning of life I would when it comes to like a religion I don't follow a religion I 
probably do consider myself like like spiritual which I know a lot of people say and it's kind of like a washed out term now but I mean that in the way that like I would refer to and like I would call something God just because it's like the most understandable term but I don't believe in like a man who like created everything or like a Christian God or like any religious God but I believe in like maybe like a higher consciousness Mm -hmm. if that makes sense um to some extent but I don't believe I don't personify it you know what I mean but I, I have no problem referring to it as god because like most people understand that as a god you know that way yeah um a meaning to life like i don't think there is a meaning as in like a grander meaning i don't think we're all put here for one purpose i don't even know if we were put here you know that way so it's like in order for there to be a meaning there has to be like it's almost like we're like pawns as in like we're all here to learn this grand lesson that we are so whereas like i think that like we're just existing. I think we're like a blip on the, the surface of every consciousness. Like I, I definitely believe in like that we're not the only conscious entities. I mean, how could we be? Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't think that there's a meaning in the sense that like we're all put here to learn one thing. I think you're, if you want to bring it down to a smaller level, like of just like things you can get from life. I think that people have loads of different avenues they can go down and pursue different meanings some people's meanings could be like to live a nice life and have a nice family some people's to get famous some people's to get rich some people it's to be criminals I don't know you know yeah. that way like or like you know so I, I guess yeah it's hard to define to differentiate between meaning and purpose I guess but um I think it's hard as well because obviously some people are just born with you know like life is unfair from the get-go 100 you know? percent, yeah so i think it's difficult to if we see were... that like if we're all if it's all if we're all unfairly treated yeah like you know different variations of like wealth and race and like privilege and all that kind of stuff then how can there just be one unifying meaning 100 like, unfair exactly it's like if surely if there was a god who put us here to all learn one meaning of life then things like money and class and like we'd all have the same social standard yeah we'd all be like the sims we'd all start off with 20 grand sorry I'm playing the sims at the moment and I am god but (laughs) but like they're they have a meaning to life in the sense because you know they all start off with 20k they get to buy their lot and that's about it but on to more pressing issues what's your favorite fast food now that that's difficult (laughs) okay so I'd say so if I had to eat like one fast food for the rest of my life it probably would be Thai see I don't consider Thai fast food because I'm like it's okay. healthy it's like yeah. I, it's like I can make that at home I made it last night I made a Penang you know it is like, healthy yeah. it's healthy as feck so okay so if we're talking like fast food I'm talking like, fast dirty honest, food McDonald's Hell like, McDonald's this... is like big squiz it have like, you seen that meme going around it's like if someone paid you one million dollars to put this away in 90 minutes would you be able to and it's like four Big Macs oh, and like yum. four things of McNuggets and four fries and four drinks and like I think it was Vicky from Stellar retweeted me like anybody else feel they could do this in way less than 90 minutes? That's the only bad thing about McDonald's like you it's just like can. as soon as I finish it I'm like I could eat that exact same <laughs> meal right again I like feel right like now. It's so processed that like you can just eat like three times the volume of food you're able to and That's the calories are literally like five times the volume. It's me- it's just so delicious. It's so though. delicious, especially drunk. Oh. Drunk 
It's like the most gourmet food I've ever tasted. I remember my sister telling me, I don't know what the hell she was watching. It was some like Channel 4 reality food <laughs> show. And I think about every time I meet at McDonald's that like they served McDonald's but made it to look like udders. Oh in, my God, like, I remember really this. Posh, like social event. And like we're bringing it around in the trays and everyone was like, oh, I'll try one. Oh, that's the most delicious thing I've ever tried. And it's like, it's McDonald's. And I'm like, to be honest, it is gourmet seasoning perfect it's so that good cheese like what the fuck is that cheese no and my it's favorite like thing is like the um the like ketchup with all the chopped up onions in it oh yum mm. and, and the pickle pickles the pickle Who? i'm a if pickle fiend discard a pickle oh you're I'm like i get out i seriously want to be like point the finger get the fuck out but of i do house. kind of like when you're with someone and they're like oh my pickle oh no okay two pickles i love it i'm like oh my god yes have you seen there's a movie about the beginnings of mcdonald's no it's really good interesting it's so good it's really interesting i was like do you know what i'm thinking through choir though like i'm like hmm mr dunn's is such a zaddy right now mr super value such a zaddy yeah i don't think there is a mr super value is there there used to be a Mr. Super Quinn and I was watching a TV show about him before we started recording today. You really like to know where the beginning of McDonald's and Biggest Dad was. I know. Well, the movie is like an actual movie. Like it's a like a remake. supermarket coming soon. <laughs> the we mo- just sell songs the, and fishnets. The show was just on um, while I was playing The Sims uh, in the background. Half of it in Irish. They're like, <laughs> and then he was a little doubt of a man and Evan used to work in Super Queen so he was telling me all about him he apparently was brilliant and paid his, his workers very well but then Super Value bought over Super Queen but they still call them Super Queen sausages there's a fact oh wow dab I remember <laughs> dab that freaking Super Queen in Sutton mm. do you remember that's the one that Evan worked in really <laughs> and there used to be that little hutch that you could go in like your mum would just drop you in there'd be about 55 kids squashed in and be making like homemade play-doh oh my god I and my mum would be like take a sweet time <laughs> around Super Queen I'd be like uh, how long does it take she'd be like this is my time off yeah. yay but yes uh, I'd be the same McDonald's sorry through and through like when I think fast food I think like the golden arches I mean you can't improve on perfection so dab on that no. truth and it's just it's never not good I know a guy Carl he was saying that his friend has an autistic child and since it's been closed Aww. he's like so out of his routine he's like Aww. hold on what, why is it closed I don't, I don't get it and I'm like feel you I feel you bro why is it closed like McDonald's don't play us like this I know but they actually treat their workers extremely well and that's why they closed didn't want to endanger their workers and god how good will it be when we get it back I'm absolutely dying for a Mackey D's I said it okay so should we start off with the questions from the gals from the gals from the (laughs) I feel like Tom Hanks son there's another video of him being like alright me boys go I'm like what is with you? Can the celebs just buy a big old island and put all their fucking kids there? Because they're all just these washed up fucking idiots. He is the most bizarre character ever. But I mean, that's another another, another pod where we slang off celebs kids. Oh, that'll that'll have them chomping at the bit. Yes. Extra.ie. Hashtag behind. <laughs> um, okay. Do you think life would be different after all this ends? Like, do you think people would be less materialistic and more appreciative of the people in our lives and small things like a chat with friends or dinner with friends? So obviously they're talking about quar. Quar, quar, quar. What do you think? I think, you know, there will be like definitely some good that comes out of it in that sense of like 
dear God, I already appreciate my friends so much more. I mean, I always appreciated my friends, but I am so much more. I'm so looking forward to being able to actually plan things again and have things to look forward to, like planning dinners. I think because we were so took for granted just the ability to hang out all the time. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, ah, oh, see you Saturday, see you here, are you around? Now I'm going to be so starved for hangouts that I'm going to be like, we are definitely meeting on this date and we're doing this and we're going here. But I do also worry, I think, that with this whole social distancing and the cleanliness issue and the germs, like, I hope that we don't turn into kind of like hypochondriacs as a nation and like really germophobic and yeah. that kind of stuff because... I mean, even I remember reading just a while ago about Sweden, like that they weren't doing a kind of lockdown thing and that pubs and stuff were still open. And that was because they already practiced social distancing in such a like serious degree that like there was no need to really bring it in in a like lockdown situation because like they don't really frequent the pubs. And if they do, there would be like social distancing and they don't eat out as much like it's a lot because it's expensive as well. But um, yeah, I just am worried that like, that kind of Irishness of us being packed in a pub and kind of all together and I hope that still exists. I, hope. I think that will because I think that like you have to remember I and this goes as well with the like being more appreciative. I think it's a really nice concept that we'll all be so much more appreciative of our friends and our family. I don't think we will be. I think we will be for a very short amount of time. I think maybe this summer we'll be lit. Um, but <laughs> I think when you look at the history of things like we've lived like in normality for so long that like that muscle memory is so strong that it'll like boomerang straight back to that in no time like people are going to be on their phones people are going to be we'll obviously go back to normal life in, in at some point and we will start to take our freedom for granted again and I also worry as well since, which is a good thing I think it's good that we also kind of like that's how the mind is our freedom heals. I don't want to think of that as like a uh, yeah, luxury every time exactly, you know I'm like not. can I just live it's like we're, what we're doing now isn't a punishment so like when we go back to it it should be you know we, we will obviously I'm sure like the first few weeks and but it'll come back gradually just as it came in gradually you know it's not going to be locked down then one day okay off he's go like oh yeah. but I think that like yeah, off we, you go straight into EP there you go but I think like um we will for for a while I think we'll be so appreciative and I think like it might always we'll probably look back and be like god you remember that but it's like when you're grounded as a teenager you think I'll never ever take for granted going out again. You do because you go back into normal life and everything yeah. comes, you know, boomerangs back. I don't think that like we're going to lose, you know, I think so, something like that to come out of like a culture, like to be taken out of a culture, like, you know, everyone packed in pubs and hugging and all that. Like that has to be really like there for a long ass time, years, I think, a generation at mm-hmm. least for it to really affect people. Um, I think it will as well we actually have a question coming up similar enough to this so I won't go into it too much mm -hmm. but I think like I'm I mean I'm an independent person anyway but I've been like the days are kind of molding into one and I'm kind of like I'm missing my friends and my family so much and I'm missing being able to go shopping and go to brunch and all those things that I very much enjoy but I also am pretty fine you know like I mean it's a bit more boring being at Mm -hmm. home Um. It's not exactly titillating or stimulating, but like it's fine, you know. Yeah. I'm keeping, like I'm coping. I'm it's perfectly able to choose what to watch, entertain myself. Yeah. I'm not sitting down like twiddling my thumbs. Do you yeah, know? Yeah, so yeah. it's like I also hope that 
you know, I don't get too used to being at home. Like I want to be able to, because what I'm finding hard about the choir life is the get up and go. Like, because you don't have anywhere to get up and go to. Like I feed, yeah. my energy feeds off, you know, getting out and doing things. If I'm sat at home, like I am at the moment all the time, I find it really hard it's to feel like motivated. Yeah. yeah, it's very demotivating. And like, I agree. I think like what will come out of this, unfortunately will be like, I think a lot of um, businesses are going to be, I don't know how to, like they're going to have a lot tighter purses. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think it, what it will be a good thing is I think most people in business, whether you're self-employed or not, more more and more people now will have like a reserve fund of money, I think, because they're like, oh, okay, something like a virus can be a pandemic and I could be out of work. I never thought this could be a thing. And I think yeah. most people never, like I was prepared for North Korea's nuclear bomb to go off and destroy the world. I wasn't prepared for a fecking, you know, some virus from China. A dry cough. China. <laughs> coming over <laughs> do you know what I mean a dry cough exactly so I think it'll make people maybe have a an extra awareness over like oh okay that could happen again mm-hmm. um but I don't think it'll be detrimental I do think it's an it's society. a luxury in itself of like with this time it has given us it's like we were speaking about it the other week on the phone and it was like um you know it's almost like a breakup like you're noticing who you're talking to mm. in the choir like you're talking to some people that you maybe haven't spoken to in months and you're kind of revisiting friendships but also you're not talking to certain people and you're like why you know it's kind of like a moment to sit and be in peace Mm -hmm. with your own surroundings now we're obviously blessed because like we are in good situations with our home life and everything but um it does kind of give you that ability to sit and think and just reflect or whatever absolutely um shall we do the next question let's get into it hey gals i've got a friend issue we've been friends for years but lately i've noticed that whenever we talk about fellas and i tell her who i'm after and she doesn't have any interest in she somehow winds up in their dms or their bed (laughs) i mean i know i'm not paranoid because she's done it to another friend of ours does girl code exist or am i just a major paro bitch also should i address her on the situation if it happens again this is mad like so a while ago we did something on our Instagram stories obviously talking about we did an episode about when times where you find it hard to be happy for your friend like yeah. if you're single and you've had a really shit run with lads when your friend just happens to find the most perfect guy ever and there's absolutely no hitches like you're happy but you're also like what the fuck yeah if your friend is like moving on up in the mm. career ladder and you're like getting fired yeah from that's when it's hard. <laughs> but some people were writing in stuff insane stuff and I was like girl your friend isn't not happy for you your friend's a cunt Oh, your friend is a bitch. Your friend is not a friend. Your friend is one of those people who choose to have, like, quote-unquote friends around them who are basically people that they're allowed bully. Yeah. And there are people like that. And this is, like... I've heard of this shit happen before with this kind of, like, competitiveness. And this isn't, like, girl code. This is another, like, uh, way that the term girl code can be used... Like to downplay a situation Girl this bitch is like Purposely provoking you And doing things to That she know knows will hurt you That's not breaking girl code That's like And what do you think about the whole girl code thing Like in general Like what It's as ambiguous as fuckboy Like what does girl exactly. code mean? It's extremely ambiguous And it's also I find it just like Another type of word for respect <laughs> Like you're, you shouldn't be girl code you're, You should just have respect for your friends It's kind sense. of like another word for morals Because yeah. it's so ambiguous That it's kind of like you have your own morals and your own idea exactly. of girl code. But then if you ever want to come up with a friend and have an issue with her, 
And if you bring up the word like girl code, be like, that's not girl code. They'd be like, uh, that is girl code. You know, mm-hmm. it's like there's no fucking definition. So, well, I know like one whole group of women shouldn't be expected to uh, behave the exact same way. And again, because girl code, you know, can freaking bite you in the ass when mm. it's things like, say, if it is written down in the girl code rule book that it's one like, of those you must things do, that yeah, no, Noah brought down those stones. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, what are they? Big fluffy marshmallows with fucking squiggly and acrylic pink. nail. <laughs> <laughs> with beautiful nail art on it with girl they're code. They're written rules. on acrylic. Yes. <laughs> Two middle fingers. <laughs> um, But I think, like, because, like, in this situation, obviously it's very fresh and raw yeah. like it's guys that you're into but then in the same regard it could be like if it is written down in stone like do not ever get with the guys that I was interested in or that I got with or an ex of mine then it's kind of like oh god what if it's like yeah. seven years down the line and you're like remember that guy you hooked up with in fourth year he's kind of sliding in my DMs and then it's like well, yeah that's, so that's it's kind the of, problem with it isn't it it's, it's so there's no room for like variability I guess yeah like, you can't put rules down with things that are just yeah. like like they're ch- interchangeable yeah. but here the what rings true to me is like what's that saying like fill me once shame on me fill me fill me once shame on you fill me twice we, we so always mix it up it's like the saying fool me fool me fool me, me fool it's fool me. me once shame on, on you. you fill me twice shame on me I'm yeah. like you've seen this girl do it to you multiple times you've also seen her do it to your friends if you still want to be friends with her, at least stop telling her who you fancy. Yeah. Rule number one, the girl code. Do not tell she this gal who you like because she yeah. jumps straight on that day. She doesn't deserve the privilege to know who you're fancying. But she, then like, how is that a friend? Someone who you have not to a keep friend, secret exactly. with and like be careful. And then say, if you do start seeing a guy, you don't want to bloody mention his name mm. just in case she's like getting with him the week after. Like, yeah. that's just like, that's not a friend. That's a freaking bomb. Because hand ex- grenade. Exactly. It's like one of those things where like, the problem here isn't, like obviously it, it's not a pro- it's rude that she's getting with guys you're telling her that you're fancying or that you're DMing. But the problem here is that like, you can't trust information with your friend. Like that's mm. the bigger picture here that like, the, you, the baseline level of a female friendship is at least being able to be like, I fancy Jason and her not going and banging him. Yeah Like that's literally The lowest level of like A female friendship In my opinion Totally <laughs> Like just the, the trust there One And it's like the, It's like the lo- It's like basically You know Here's my boyfriend I trust you won't Ride him Yeah Like Duh <laughs> I know I mean I think Like If I'm reading this question She seems like a sesh friend I feel like you've Met her at some Like after party mm. And your friends now and your pals and it's all good yeah, friends for years she says it's very strange I mean it could be a sash pal years true ago, of course just, yeah yeah you know. or she's just you know sometimes as well with friends you can just get to a point where like you just all of a sudden don't have the same morals so you can know someone you're teenagers and it's all grand when you've no you know no responsibility when you're 15 but then well, all some of people sudden, don't grow out of things totally you yeah. know like I mean when you're in your younger years certain things are a little bit more acceptable mm-hmm. like you know when you're younger and you're you know less of a practiced adult especially in terms of like relationships and hooking up with people and having boyfriends like you're kind of uh, you know a lot of my friends back in the day would have like cheated on boyfriends or you know doing bad things that they definitely wouldn't now like like there was messy behavior yeah that was just kind of like young dumb full of calm and then you grow up and you kind of like learn not to be like that. But then there's that one girl who's still like texting a married man. What am I like? Totally. And you're like, 
you're 35, so yeah. I don't know what you're fucking yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what are you doing? These kids are wrecking his head. You're like, huh? I was ex as a psycho. Now, they are still living together. And it's like, yeah, it's like are you, like, have you just floated up the living in a freaking bubble? Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I think it's just like, every now and again, you know, you're presented with opportunities in life to reevaluate your situation, especially with friends. And it's happened to me multiple times where I haven't, like, like what's like you know hit the nail on the head in that instant and now looking back I'm like they should like as I always say people show you who they are this is her showing you who she is as a friend so believe her so believe her exactly either put up with the fact that she's going to be riding your fellas or if and this sort of is what I would advise like you don't have to don't address her like don't pull her up because then that's almost looking for a solution like she's shown you what she wants to act like She's gonna act like that. And even if you did bring it up when she was like, oh my God, like I didn't even know that you were like proper into him yeah, or like, that Siobhan was We always into knew here. each other though. It's just gonna I be... I just thought it was like a random hug of things, Harry. And then like, well, she's gonna do it again. Yeah. So shame on you. No offense. Yeah. Just keep <laughs> no her, offense. just kind of like, there's certain things with friendships and I don't think like, you know, I think back in the day when we started off the podcast with fellas and with friendships, we used to be like, dump him, dump her, totally. get her out of life, cut him out, you know, but now we're kind of like, you don't have to dump the bitch, no. but like you just have to recognize it and then extract a little bit from yeah. the relationship. So maybe like distance yourself. Yeah, like sometimes with boundaries, you know, sometimes you realize at a certain point, you're like, eek, okay, I let her too far into my life. It's really hard to go back on that, unfortunately. So you might need to have a cool off period. Yeah. You might need to have a fight about it and not talk for a few months and then start being friends again. You might have to be like, you know, letting her down, slight, like being a bit of a shit friend. Mm. Or just Violet. never telling her about lads again. And then she'd be like, why don't you tell me? And then you can say it. But girl, you've got yourself not a good friend right now. Don't say you've got a friend issue. You've just got a bitch issue. <laughs> yeah, you got a bitch issue, girl. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, hey gals, my boyfriend and I have been going out for two years and he's majorly into gift giving. Jealous. <laughs> well, I have no problem with him buying me things the odd time. He is so quick to use it as leverage over me if we... Uh, happen to have a disagreement afterwards and then tries to make it out as if he's only joking he ain't how do I make him stop without seeming ungrateful Oof. an interesting questione and you know at the start you're like ooh gifts gifts I like plezzies he sounds great a boy that buys plezzies <laughs> yeah perfect um, and then you're like ooh he uses the plezzies against you in a fight how sick I'm sorry and like I know exactly what she means and like he's probably like you know, you have a little argument and he's like, eh, sorry, where are you off with, you, with that Louis Vuitton bag? And you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. It's like, yeah. never. Which is like, they're like, I'm only joking. Like, men do that. And they probably are joking and it's probably a bit of a weird miscommunication, but it's also like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck well, up. Well, you see, it's an annoying one and I 
this happens with guys all the fucking time where it's like oh, I'm joking it's like you're not yeah though. but it's completely true yeah. you did buy my that yeah and we are having a fight having a fight about it yeah. and you are you bringing that up yeah so I don't really get the joke could you yeah. just kind of dismantle the humour of it where did explain I explain your joke the punchline <laughs> explain your fucking joke bitch I'm not laughing you're, you're not laughing you're fuming Sweat is pumping out of your forehead. I don't get how this is a joke. We're not joking. <laughs> like, it's just I hate like, that. Yeah, no, I hate that too. I think, um, so we did an episode last Valentine's Day on love language. And love la- one love language thing is gift giving. And I remember I saw this. Was I listening to a podcast? And I was howling laughing. They were like, how fucked up do you have to be for your love language to be gift giving? It's like, I want gifts. I want gifts Oh yeah gross I want those. That's if my love You give me gifts Your love communication Like <laughs> yeah. that you receive love If they are buying you stuff So Yeah that's a bit gross and But there are a lot of Fucking women like that That's why you see oh, women Going out with big Like bo- old men bo- Like bo- Fabio Fabio <laughs> We're just bogey bastards Who are like Going around like Ah oh, hell's a gone <laughs> Me Gucci runners Yeah She's like, dick down Head to toe Yeah And she's like Ah yeah Charlotte and she's each other at the pub every weekend and they don't see each other for weeks because he's off fucking doing god knows what and then but, he comes crawling back with a little brown Thomas bag <laughs> but this girl now we don't know obviously her situation um, but I get what you mean because there, there, it, there is something there's a lesson to be learned in it girls I think every girl goes through a phase of being like I just want a man who'll wine dine me and buy me presents, buy me bags, buy me hair extensions, buy me all my beauty treatments. And then you get like a sniff of that and you're like, oh, it's never free. Oh, it's no, truly never free. But there's the differentiation between it, say, being in a relationship where it is an obvious kind of like, I have the money, money gets pussy. Yes. And she's like, I'm the pussy. <laughs> you know, the kind of way. Yes. But then there's a normal relationship where maybe it's just the kind of power play is that like you're both on similar-ish wages and I know mm. relationships like that as well where the boyfriend does always just buy the better presents and kind of lavishes a little bit more and there are I think a lot more celebratory moments for females like Valentine's Day Definitely. birthdays are a lot more there's more an expectation on men to lavish their girlfriend like I don't know any expectation on woman, women to lavish their boyfriend and we are now all girl bosses and make a lot of the time as much money as her boyfriend I would say know? there is with trips I'd say like the expectation for girls is more like trips I think for kind of but I, I don't think I think there's more and I think what it is, is it comes from like kind of female because it's women putting pressure on other women to expect that right it's not men like, but it's also women's interests like women you exactly. know, are more interested in makeup, beauty yes. treatments, bags, shoes. Women clothing. are materialistic. Yeah. Men tend to not be as materialistic. Uh, and I mean, I would I want to be buying and gifting my boyfriend a Louis Vuitton side bag? No. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. It's the new one, baby. Yes. Yeah. Like, no. You know, I would not like. And I also really wouldn't want to date. I don't think I'd want to date a guy who prioritizes that. What, being the gift no, no, a side bag Louis Vuitton bag. Like, I, I don't think I'd want to be going out with a guy who's like also has the same excitement of bopping into Brent Thomas as me. Like, doesn't yeah. really interest me to be honest. Like, some guys like, oh, I cannot wait to check out those new trainers in size. Like, yeah. not really. I don't my know. Job. I don't mind like a fashionable man, but um, there's. It's just what I don't like about this is the. I think she's kind of like, and it happens so quick. It mm. happens like that. There is. A classy way to give gifts 
and there is a generosity that is literally just a natural generosity that pours out of people but then there's the knowledge of kind of I am doing this for you and that is kind of like she's saying here with the leverage like that trumps me higher and it can kind of I can use it against you in a certain manner and when that changes like that when the lavishing and the gifts that you've been receiving turns into a like chokehold something that can be used against you and it's just so not fun you're not seeing the Louis Vuitton bag anymore mm. or the spa date you're seeing uh, that's going to be brought up in the fight and it just is like I'd actually prefer I think she's kind of saying here yeah like um, she doesn't want it like, yeah she's like, ruined it like yeah I think that I think there is a weird thing though he obviously is like running his mouth a bit about it because I I do think to a kind of an extent like when you're having a fight with someone your mind does sometimes go there like if you've just brought someone on a spa trip and then you're having a huge fight you are just like don't you fucking think yeah don't you fucking think that I did that to you you know that (laughs) way it's like it's it's different like if he was bringing it up I think in light conversation him being like ah, remember I bought you that like there's a difference between like saying it in an argument still annoying don't get me wrong still fucking annoying when they're like oh, I got you that I got that I'm only joking but like or a guy who like actually brings it up constantly throughout the day to be like I remember brought into that spot last week still wanting thanks and like, I think you the- can kind of tell the difference when it's like not a natural yes side of them yeah when they're like wanting to be Mr. Daddy with the gift giving but it's not yeah. a natural thing of them. They actually are kind of penny pinchers in that sense. I think he seems a bit like a natural gift giver but for some reason his mind has gone there during fights where he starts to bring it up now and now he's having like verbal diarrhea where he can't fucking stop. <laughs> also like the worst thing about gift giving is like it is just a talent. Like some oh, people some are people just are really good at giving gifts and it's like that's just can be an equality in relationships like if your boyfriend is really good at knowing what you want going and choosing it and finding it and being like willingly spending like a fuckload of cash in it and you're like or not even oh. cash sometimes even if it's just like a, an odd rose here or there you know what I mean yeah. like we, you know he mightn't be spending huge amount of money but it's you know if you happen to have a disagreement afterwards he tries to make it out as if he's joking so Oh, how do I make him stop without seeming ungrateful? So like, you want less gifts? I don't know. I don't know. There's no way. I think do you know what it is? You've been going out with him for two years. There's yeah. a time when the romance just kind of floops out the window a it, little bit. It becomes less of a priority. And I the think the gift giving. I think it's about two years in. You're gonna start. And I think as well, it's like you kind of have to. There's no way to kind of like dance around the situation. Like I don't know Like because you don't want it To get into it Like a real kind of Sassy salty thing Where next time He gives you a gift You fucking grab it And be like yeah. No don't bring that up again Now when we're fighting Now thank you <laughs> Thank you for that Beautiful thank you Love it Yeah But don't bring that up now And I know we always say Like you don't want to get Into a tit for tat situation But honestly If there ever is a point Of a guy being like And oh, I got you those roses Be like yeah well I sucked your dick For about half an hour last week So shut the fuck up Yeah If and you're I in an argument And I cut your toenails Like I don't know yeah, What the it's hell It's like clap back Sometimes men do understand Clapbacks Like I have noticed that Like sometimes You know You'll get to this thing Where you're like oh, I don't want to be Into this tit for tat But they'll be like Moaning onto you And you're like Excuse me Like who well, folds your tit. Fucking jocks I'm that, great for it. Oh that. Like, no, I'm, I know, but I, you know, we always are like, you don't want to be getting into that. But like, you need to flex that tongue sometimes, and it does shut men up. The odd what time, I do sometimes as well when it's like, you know, obviously the gifts are tangible. It's like I bought you this and this and this. Mm-hmm. So when you're in the down period of like you're not having the fights or whatever, 
just clock up in your head, back pocket it, you know, the few <laughs> things that you'd be doing. And then if he brings it up again, be like, well, I got you that. Yeah, well, I got you this and I did that and that. So maybe just shut up about that, okay? Because I could give a fuck about a freaking panda wear bracelet, all right? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and then it's just settled. So if, but sometimes if you're caught off guard, you can be like, well, I, I fucking went to your bloody niece's christening. Yeah. Whoa, what? You didn't want to go to source Chris the best mine, thing, don't come. And I like, think Ugh. the best thing to bring up to men is like the small things you do every day that they, you know, they don't fucking notice because then when you bring it up to them, they're like, because uh, they can't argue with it. Mm. You're like, who's done every last load of your washing? Yeah. In the last three months. They're like, oh, that doesn't even matter. You're like, okay, then do it, your, do it yourself. Yeah. And then start to leave their fucking messy ass shit piling up in the court. Like, you that... gotta store it though, because sometimes when they bring oh, it up, you, yeah. that's why you gotta, like, just clock it yeah. into the file of facts <laughs> for the next <laughs> argument. So you're not caught off guard, because that's the worst when you're, like, two weeks later being like, do, do you remember you brought up that, uh, the AirPods? <laughs> yeah. um, well, I actually want to say <laughs> that. I've got a few points on that. I'll take, let me take out my palm pilot. Yes. So uh, on the 3rd of February. We went to your mum's and I brought a lovely cake. <laughs> On the 15th of, so like, yeah, just have it in your back pocket so you can slam them, done. And it's like, if he's joking, you joke right back. Yeah, yeah. And it's done. Um, uh, next we've got question. time for about two more, I think, so. What's your opinion on Instagram face and the homogenous... Homogenizing. Homogenizing effect that social media beauty trends are having on many women's faces. There seems to be two types... Kardashian and e-girl interesting I don't think there's two types um now I don't follow Kardashian or e-girl kind of people but what I do follow which I think is another like specific kind of Instagram e-girl is just that kind of like blonde no makeup like really high fashion clothes so not e-girl E-Girl is kind of like um, Mika Francis, Doja oh, Cat. okay, right, right, the right. The kind of like painting on freckles and mad makeup yes. and stuff like that. They're probably the two main ones. Instagrammable-y. Like, the E-Girl and the Kardashian kind of shit is probably the two main ones, but I know what you mean as well. There is that like naturally beautiful, but I don't know if that's like a trend as such. I think I, it's like a prototype in a way. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, that's okay. more natural, and this is more like obviously the Kardashians are like they've had tons of surgery, and yeah. E Girl is it E Girl is kind of just an alternative version of Kardashian face. I think a lot of the time, it's I still see. quite heavily made up and stuff. It's heavily made up, and it's also usually has a large. <laughs> the way I'm talking about it with such confidence. When two seconds ago, I didn't know what it was, <laughs> <laughs> but I know what it is now that you gave me visual references. Because um, now I'm like, okay, duh, yeah, I do. Yeah, but I th- I do think there is still like a huge. Um, focus on like alien-ish features like massive lips huge eyes different colour hair painted on freckles wigs and like contacts also body standards because like their clothes are like mental (laughs) they're always like bras with like this fairy shit on top yeah you know which is similar so I think like the e-girl is almost just like put Kim Kardashian in like through fucking Harajuku in Japan and see her come out the other end and she's like yeah (laughs) you know Mm. that way like you could dress a Kardashian in e-girl clothes and she would look like Mika Francis yeah yeah like they look the exact fucking same it's still like really pretty Uh, well and it's still the basics like stripped down with all the weaver wigs and Mm. fake freckles it's like the big lips the tiny waist it's really interesting because I think it, it comes into like there was obviously always beauty standards always 
mm-hmm. um you know even back to like the fucking renaissance that's where the you know they were painting women with like pudgy bellies because it was a beauty standard yeah. to be looked like you were like a lady of leisure mm-hmm. you know so there's always has been beauty standards but obviously now the saturation is much higher as in like we've got way more access to it whereas someone in like the 50s might get to see a few films a year now we're like it's like constantly in our face we seem to find it in sense like social media has really like exploded as well we seem to find it very difficult to differentiate real life between the Mm. internet even though like surely we should be walking amongst the earth a lot more and seeing mm. like regular people like you're not seeing many e-girls or Kardashian types no. bopping around like, and when you do see them in real life sometimes you're like oh, whoa you're like, there's mean, a reason why you don't leave the house looking like that because it looks like arguably good in p- pictures but like whoa in real life sometimes it looks mental well if you see someone down like Grafton Street or whatever <laughs> yeah. like if someone from like a Geordie Shore kind of look like it does stu- you're like, oh, look, look, look. oh yeah you, you know, notice it immediately it's very much like so it kind of exists online but it is just strange that we seem to not be able to recognize like in general in society people aren't really doing that like more so I guess the Kardashian thing like you know when you're going out at night into nightclubs like girls are very heavily made up still it's been like that in Ireland for many many years they've just got better at their makeup now yeah thank god and putting more <laughs> for make- all of us putting more myself. money into you know hair and stuff like that yeah um I do think it's like a severe waste of money if my my one hot take on it would be it's like it costs a fucking lot to look like that and you know if you're talking like your full set of extensions your eyelash extensions like I have a hard time like processing the amount of money it costs me to like get my nails done and like the odd haircut Mm. like I'm still like whoa or like buying a bottle of tan and shit like that and like I'm making you know you know a very comfortable living so it's like I don't know how some of these girls are keeping up but like when I started working in the beauty industry and I was chatting to girls I was like it costs you 400 euro to get your fucking extensions and then that's every three weeks and then the eyelash extensions are 80 euro plus a refill I and I just do think that like it's a weird thing that our culture is just completely okay with us throwing money down the drain with and the same girls would be like this country is so fucked you can't get a mortgage for love and money it's yeah. like you're wearing your mortgage you're it's wearing attached your, to your eyelashes and you they also have such a huge um emphasis obviously we're talking in hugely broad sp- terms here but like a lot of the time you'll see these people with um really large um what was I talking about sorry I lost one of myself you'll have people be able to basically spend a load of money on that but they won't have any emphasis on like their health or well-being which I find mad because it's like that's really how you're gonna look good well what I find mad about let's say like um if we're talking about like these two types of girls like the Kardashian and the e-girl like both of them are a very they're a very expensive like difficult to maintain financially um look to kind of get into and I always find it strange with like say hair extension and eyelash extensions like you're putting so much money into your hair but inevitably it's fucking up your hair and your eyelashes and makeup fucks up your skin so it's like you're pouring money into your looks where you know it's like not helping your hair yeah there's no longevity at all so it's such a like instant like instead of like yes it's a pain in the arse I had to do it when I you know changed my hair and took my dreads out like I had to freaking spend money on really more expensive shampoos than I ever would have and like spend a lot of time just leaving my hair be and all that kind of shit researching into how to care for hair and then I kind of got into it and I did the same with skincare but dear god did I just want to buy extensions you know that's all I wanted Mm -hmm. to do but if I had done that six years ago I got 
rid of my dreads when Luna was born if I had done that six years ago now I would have like tiny little strands of hair yeah fucked from extensions and hair dye and if I continued say like I only did the eyelash extensions for like a few months my eyelashes were fucked yeah so if I continue and like of course when I took them off at first and I saw my bald eye I was like oh my god I just need to like I ran straight into a freaking salon in Greystones I was in Greystones and I was like can you just fucking put like some extensions on them are they okay and they were like oh, we could we couldn't do a full set but we could. and then I was like actually no yeah just stop because yeah. like your eye is telling you this is not working yeah, whatever yeah. and they bloody lie to you all the time like I mean there are some incredible beauticians out there but and I mean whoa do I value them more ever since this choir? I'm like, it's amazing how so many women don't know how to do their hair and don't know how to do their nails and are like going around, you know, looking like whatever and being like, oh, I need to get like straight back to my beautician. And there's obviously women who are amazing and whatever at their job. But for every good beautician, there's someone who also is like fucking up people's eyes and hair. Mm. And it's kind of like with this whole Kardashian and e-girl thing, it's like surely it's a better thing to invest in like a longevity of like, a maintainable look that doesn't cost fucking forever that doesn't even cost time like because yeah I just find it to be such a weird like you know I, I, I understand what she means about the homogenizing effect on it as in like everyone is kind of striving for arguably I would say like 80% of beauty standards now are like the Kardashian thing with like a twist like as I said the e-girl thing is kind of same thing but slightly different dressed up in like I don't know Harajuku it's not as common, like. but it's also like very similar beauty standards it's just dressed up in like wigs and fake, fake freckles well it's like face. The, it's still big lips and like you know OTT makeup and, and all a that lot kind of, of time stuff. Like, exactly a lot of time and I just think that like um but I, I you know it's it's interesting now that like a part of beauty standards is like manipulating your actual facial features quite a lot and because it's so accessible to us now so whereas people would have always had like you know plastic surgery or like you know say in the early 90s a big beauty uh, trend that start changed body standards were like Pamela Anderson's fake boobs and everyone was getting fake boobs but like it was so less accessible to the majority of people but now we have like the majority of people are able to save up and afford a, th- a mill in their lips you mm-hmm. know and then you see people going to back alley place and getting like <laughs> four mills in their lips and it is weird that then like all the faces start to look like those weird ducky kind of puffed up bad bad work well basically. it's kind of as well like saying like because for you know when we think of wags back in you know the early 2000s when like Cheryl Jordan Pamela Anderson was still bopping around Victoria Beckham they all got those big boobs and had really mm-hmm. really slim bodies and then that shape is now gone now everyone's getting like the taken out and all yeah so it's kind of like you're literally wearing a fashionable thing forever and like you have to get it like people are already getting their lips dissolved I think it's good and bad but you just have to find your own individual balance like it's definitely good that like because I feel like when I was growing up I had the likes of like Kate Moss Naomi Campbell just like these naturally perfect beings that was like the only way you could possibly look like a model was to starve yourself, you know, as the regular person who was consuming that kind of... But kind of the only way you can look like a Kardashian is to get surgery. Yeah, but I mean, it's a healthier than starving yourself, I guess. It's hard to know. And it's kind of like, it, in a way, what I do like about the kind of, I mean, what I like about the kind of Kardashians and what they've sold is kind of, I think it is kind of cool that like, it, they weren't just born like that, that they kind of... They chose to look a certain way and they did that. I think it's yeah. kind of cool in a way. But um, I do find like 
those two options there like the Kardashian the e-girl it is I just it reminds me of something my mum said uh, the other week um, at the start of choir when we were social distancing my sister's working at home and um, she's just bopping away in her tracksuit bottoms and everything and my mum looked at her she was like I miss seeing you all dressed up and done up <laughs> and Fiona was like well I'm just at home and I was like mum stop she's like what it's good to be doing yourself up a bit and I was like well mum you spend 10 minutes on yourself and that's you getting ready every day like Fiona spends like you know for our generation our mums like would spend like I think a lot less time it would be like so abnormal for our mums to spend as long as we do to getting ready like our generation like a lot of the girls I know like would spend hours getting ready or like a, a long time doing their makeup and tan and hair and there's so much more added on and it's amazing for the beauty industry but like you know I think we have to find a balance between something that you can maintain in your lifestyle yeah you know like I've definitely even looking back at a year ago looking at photographs of me a year ago I'm like I wore so much more makeup and now I've kind of learned how to like do myself feel happy don't think about it too much pop on my makeup my outfit I'm, I bop out I'm not like overthinking it too much and that has definitely instilled like a major confidence in myself because it's like so maintainable it's not that expensive because I just have cho- like I just will stick to the same makeup kind of thing mm-hmm. Um, and that's that you know so it's kind of like I think that just helps me with my confidence anyway so I would be kind of like it's it is weird like it's scary seeing how young people I mean the Geordie Shore people are like a perfect example like they all look the same they all started yeah. looking very different I do I'm so young I personally find it a bit I I feel I I'm really glad I didn't have that as a beauty standard when I was growing up even though I know we had like models and all that kind of stuff and like but I feel that with first of all, I'm so glad I didn't have Instagram when I was like a teenager. I, I just feel I feel like that would be so hard. Even a preteen, like you know, eleven year olds and all are having Instagram, and I just find that like, um, that's just such a extreme look that's being presented as extremely normal when it's not. And I think that it's 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 a really extreme beauty standard to be honest. Because like, even when you look back on like Pamela Anderson and all that, they were all like. Makeup was so paired back then. There's just such a huge financial investment in it. There's such a huge time investment in it. And it's just seems like the type of look that you, when you strive for it, uh, it's like an end, like same with the e-girl thing. It's, it's like, there's no end, light at the end of the tunnel. It's like, okay, I've got my lip fillers. Now it's time for like BBL. Or if you're an e-girl, it's like, okay, I've got my seven wigs. Now it's time for like, who bloody knows what, an endorsement from some weird company or like I'm off on another festival and I have another festival outfit to plan you know what I mean so I just it seems like a really like not even just a beauty standard it's like there's a whole lifestyle with it that I just feel is like must be a lot of pressure I think if that was something that you were like striving for you know that way it can probably feel like something that you're interested in at the start and that you know I think it's just like you have to find your own individual balance because ah, like, yeah. I think like you know it's cool to experiment like you have with your meals and like you know everyone does with makeup and all that kind of yeah. shit yeah oh I've no problems with people getting it you know that way obviously yeah I think it's just like it kind of can definitely become it's not a personality trait like being an e-girl or a Kardashian lookalike yeah should not be your full hobby. your main thing like you still should have other interests that are beyond your Instagram you know the Instagram aesthetic and stuff like that yeah because like yeah. If, if it's if your only hobby is like shopping and you know surgery searching and hair searching that's like pretty vacuous yeah 
you know like it's great to feel confident and to get stuff that makes you feel good and you know you are able to do whatever you want to do with your look but like also you can just get so wrapped up in it and you see people like I mean I honestly look at every one of those Jory Shore gals and it's like their eyes are screaming out of their plastic yes heads. it's like their it's face like, isn't even real anymore it's like a face transplant and it's like there's no going back now they have to now just be this surgery yeah, girl because yeah. they can't fucking delete it yeah I'm like because even would, when you dissolve it it's still a bit there yeah and a lot of them it's just kind of I mean they've got the jaw fillers like all like Charlotte's face has completely changed her yeah. whole face shape is like a different face like which is mad and I'm just like how would it not pain you to look back because she's always like there's always images and stuff mm. of her like when she first started and it's like that would fucking kill me I'm like that's why I'm like for my own confidence I've definitely just like tweaked a little bit with like I've got Botox um, and I'm not against like hair extensions or anything but I definitely if it's like if you're really pushing yourself to strive for that with your finances and your time and it's like a huge yeah. if it's like the majority of your interest and your hobby then I yeah. think it's kind of like waste of time yeah okay uh, we do one more no more baby one more uh, I have a recurring dream about cheating on my boyfriend by accident in the dream I get with another guy forgetting I have a boy and then I feel so guilty after I've been with my boyfriend for almost five years and I've literally had this dream for almost the entirety of the relationship I'm guilty of having a flirt on nights out when I'm just with the girls but I never come close to doing anything and I never would do you think it means anything love the pod interesting dreams are mad like so you had a dream a few nights ago that we had a huge fight yeah I've been having and I've read this on Twitter that people are having mad dreams in choir really I think it's probably I've been just, having quite vivid dreams I've actually. been having dreams every night and like that's mad like I had a dream that I adopted three ferrets and then I lost them <laughs> <laughs> and I was like fuck and I put them up all over Instagram I was like I've got three ferrets and then they <laughs> ran away and I was like how would I tell Instagram <laughs> I'm gonna be killed online <laughs> God, so what was you had a dream that we had a fight and you woke up? Were you angry with me or were you like, uh, like shooketh? I was shooketh. I woke up and I think because what had happened in this dream, it was so realistic. And I think tell, I, us, tell the dream. It's okay, funny. so basically, <laughs> so we were like away. Um, and actually, what's mad this day last year, we were getting we were on stage in Galway. I know, I got a little oh my Instagram god, a memory. What? I got a little mem tour. I know, with my opening for us in freaking Galway. <sighs> So sad. Go watch our tour vlog. Yes, if it's you, actually fucking good. Go on our YouTube in general. I'm gonna watch our YouTube tomorrow. I'm I did that her. last week, and it was yeah, I was freaking sending you so many voices, being like, <laughs> "You're hilarious." They're gas, though. Dear God, we need to get more YouTube content. Don't worry, fucking girls, we will. But um, in this dream, it was like, okay, so we were on tour in like the country. And and we had our tour room, but it was like two double beds. And I think we'd gone for a couple of drinks and then like we somehow were back in the tour room and like there was a guy, like a hot guy. And um <laughs> we were like in bed with this guy, like watching stuff on the laptop, being like, <laughs> No, you show me. I wanna show you like you know, when you're like yeah. sharing weird YouTube videos. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then like the laptop, like you were I think he was in the middle and like you kept on like turning the laptop so I couldn't see it and being like, <laughs> I wanna show you one. <laughs> Babe, I want to show you that. And I was like, I don't know, please. <laughs> and then I think I like got in a huff. So I got out of the bed and went into another bed. And then you were like writhing around with this guy. And I was like, so dying to tell Evan. I, like, <laughs> I want to tell Evan so bad and fucking really wreck her head. And then we had to perform. Oh my God. And we, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do it anymore. And we did the show, but basically explained the demise of Ickles. <laughs> on stage oh my and like we god were at each other and I just woke up I woke up and I was like 
oh my god I can't believe I don't have a job anymore yeah you get that like actual feeling yeah. I've had dreams like where I've had like fights I had a dream about Evan a few must have been a week or two ago what the fuck was it oh yeah we were like I we were on our first date you know when you're like we've been going everywhere but the dream world is like it's our first date and we were in this house and we were like going back to his house and he was like oh like we we're about to have sex and then he was this woman walked in and I was like who the fuck is that? And he was like, oh, she lives here. She's my roommate. And she's like, yeah, we live here, but we have three ways when he brings girls over. And I was like, (laughs) what the actual fuck? And then I had another dream about him a few weeks ago. And I'm going to drop names here because it's lol. And it was a dream, so it didn't happen. But here's some tea. I had a dream (laughs) that Evan was like, our other roommates are moving in. And I was like, who? And he was like, Linda Smith. And what's her name? The, the her friend, the Polish one, the Polish Irish girl, Joanna. Joanna Kutcha. The two of them moved in, what? and I was like, "What?" And then he was like, "Yeah, we're all gonna be sharing a room." And then like a, a room, I, I know. <laughs> and then he then it turned into like that we were gonna be this like thruple. I guess it's quad quadruple. And he was like, "Don't worry, like Linda's only come gonna come when Rob's away on weekends. She's gonna fly home." And I was like, "Oh great!" And then like. He was like, can you go in and make breakfast? And I was like, okay. And I went into the kitchen breakfast and they didn't come out of the room. And I realized they were all riding. No! <laughs> and I woke up enraged at him. My anger was oh like, God. you know, when you like wake up, and I couldn't even look at him. I was like, I cannot believe you did that. And that's happened to me a few times. So dream guilt is real. But I also think, so dream guilt is definitely real. You can definitely feel like, you know, someone has really fucked you over in a dream. But I think like you're this girl's basically saying that she kind of does mad stuff in her dreams. I think sometimes dreams are an escape to do something that your conscious wouldn't let you do. Yeah. So, or it's, I think it's sometimes your consciousness exploring something to make you be, make sure you never do that. Maybe. And I think like how often have you acted out a dream? Yeah. Like, so like surely I don't think it's like a signifier that it's like this is your mind telling yeah. you that you are going to cheat on this man. Or how often has a dream made you be like wow I never realised I want to fly to the sky before yeah, like, yeah. you know like I also this is a big type of dream that I have something similar and I, I didn't know when I was with Michael I used to have dreams about my first boyfriend Steve all the time and it was always the same dream I'm a big recurring dreamer I always have recurring dreams and this dream was like that I have forgotten I've broken up with him but I'm going out with my current boyfriend, but like they keep texting me or like, it's usually like I'm on a date and I'm and halfway through the day, I realize it's my ex and I'm like, oh no, what? Weird. I'm not going out with you. and the, But they're still like in love with me and I'm like trying to break it up again. And like, I think it might be hashtag the trauma of breaking up with someone, honestly catching yeah. and coming around to you because it actually is dramatic. And um, then a few, I think it was last week or it was the other night, last night, sorry. I had a dream that Michael was like so are you coming skiing tomorrow with my family and I was like <laughs> what and he was like skiing we planned it last year you paid uh my mum and dad have paid for the hotel so they're going to be losing a lot of money if you don't come and I was like do I really have to go skiing with you and your oh, old family God. and I'd like tell Evan and I would like I didn't have any skiing clothes and I said it to Michael when I got there I was like do you have skiing clothes and he's like yeah I've got loads and I was like I have nothing. What uh, am I going to do? And I was ordering ASOS packages to the, the ski lodge. <laughs> still like shopping, shopping in my dream. Still I love fashion. having a sex dream. Ooh, but then do you ever but have a sex dream about someone next who, to your fella? Yes, but do you ever also have a sex dream about someone who's like, you actually don't fancy it and you're like, oh, it gives you the heebie-jeebies? Um, probably, but I always kind of, I'm like, 
Damn, he was good. But next to your fella is Oh, that's happened. I've had a sex dream like and dark. Come. Oh, same. In my sleep, a wet dream. A wet dream. I'm like, was my little hand <laughs> down in between my pennies? You PJs? wake up and you're like, <gasps> you're, like <gasps> you're like, what? They're like you were tossing and turning last night. I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't mind me. Oh, he me was and... tossing me around. In yeah. my <laughs> it, you feel like a doity bitch when you wake up next to your fella having a wet dream over some other fucking rat, like the guy at Spar. Yeah, I remember like, I saw. <gasps> um, I saw it was after Love Island ended last summer and they had all of them in you know these like cosmopolitan asks the Love Island yeah, is what yeah. they think and someone said something about like it something like this is it bad if you're dreaming of cheating on someone and Maura Higgins still have faith in you girl she was literally like of course that doesn't matter and they were like are you fucking serious they're like of course it matters it means that you're thinking about cheating and she was like excuse me if the other night I dreamt that I was a huge tomato running down the street does that mean that I want to be a huge tomato and that is so true she she put it perfectly you can't like make sense of one dream and not make sense of another. Just because it's realistic. Yeah, just because it, w- it happened in the real world. Think of the amount of mental dreams you've had. I do think it's like you're sometimes also your brain maybe wants to, who knows, flirt with the idea of getting with another guy. But that doesn't mean you want to do it. It could just mean that, yeah, you're kind of not as, you know, you've been with your boyfriend for a while. And the sex isn't that like first throws of like when you're getting with someone and there's and like butterflies. And you're world. And you're like. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just like, you know, you know what you're getting. Yeah, five years. And I mean, we all have like she says that she's a bit of a flirter or whatever when you mm-hmm. go out. Like we all have like, you know, the mace guy that we're like, hiya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, stop it. Yeah. The guy in O'Brien's who's like, <laughs> ID you're like, yeah, you're like stop I'm pretty yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, they, you must be head wrecked with those kids they're lovely kids oh, stop it My, men always trying to buy the kids yeah they're like I love children they're like oh, she's a cute little thing bet you are a cheeky little bitch as well it's like, <laughs> oh. bet she gets kids come on she gets it from her mommy she gets it from her mommy let mommy have a talk yeah with a nice boy fucking started it but um so yeah, cheat all you like in your dreams. Cheating in your dream is fine. I find that sometimes what does alleviate a bit of the guilt is telling the person. So if your boyfriend's up for a laugh, you could, if it's a funny enough dream, like I told my, uh, Evan this morning, I told Evan about all those dreams, but I especially told him about the Michael one because I was like, lol, like I had to go skiing. He was like, what? And I, in my dream, I was like texting him being like, is this okay? And he was like, why are you going so like it if it's a funny dream because sometimes you will you'll only remember the serious part of you cheating but dreams are mental so there was probably yeah. funny elements too that i you mean can tell your if it was a pure sex dream if yeah it was no like, i wouldn't be like and then funny. he bent me over and then we like ran into the bathroom and you were outside yeah. <laughs> actually sorry you didn't even feature <laughs> you were not even in your the dream best world. friend owen yeah. rode me sideways <laughs> in your mum and dad's bedroom exactly but if it's, it's just great. a funny dream of like mad weird dream that you got with some guy and if it will help you if you can both have a bit of a laugh over it sometimes that it because then it brings the innocence back into it you yeah know, that way and you're like ah. but like i mean if you're having them every week don't tell them every week because well I you mean, and michael weren't shagging in the lodge uh no we weren't no so no I think that's what I mean if sex it's a dreams, sex dream no. and a cheating dream if you're like how gas oh and sit down over your scramble eggs there's <laughs> but you could also be like you oh know? my god because like her whole thing is like what it is here they say I remember I read something about anxiety and they were saying that a lot of the times certain anxieties you have are your mind trying to train your body t- for that not to happen or how to react when that does happen um, obviously you can like spiral and that's what like an anxiety disorder is but it, our natural inclination like say you're like 
oh god what if I walked across the road and a car knocks me over that's basically they, your body puts that uh, thought in your mind so, to make sure you look out for that do you yeah. know what I mean mm-hmm. so I think here it's like exactly uh, thank you for teaching me English <laughs> um, I think in this case it's like your mind is kind of being like remember you'll be really guilty if you cheat on your boyfriend yeah. you know that way and that's like that's what the main thing here is like you feel so guilty you don't really remember the shag you remember the guilt so, and maybe you did come a come in your dream and you're like, oh God, I obviously enjoyed it. But yeah. like, I think as well, it's like, you know, sometimes in our dream life, we enable ourselves to think of things that we suppress in our like mm-hmm. daily life. Like every person, can, you know, thinks like cheating is like the elephant in the room. It's like there as, you know, something that is detrimental to relationships, but it's always like, it's something in your control. Do you know the way like, and daily in your control of like how you kind of conduct yourself so if you're mm-hmm. saying that you're a bit flirty maybe and that is giving you a already a bit of a guilty conscience because you're like oh maybe I took it a bit too far with certain flirting so yeah. or maybe you're afraid that you're going to be uh what's the word like where you ruin it for yourself like you're going to be self-destructive because you're saying here that you've had this dream for the whole relationship so like maybe you're just afraid of your own self-destructive nature maybe you have a bit of self-destruction you know mm. that way so don't put it all on you being like it means I want to cheat on him because no. I think sometimes you can so- you can literally look into a dream and be like like you could have been like this is a sign me and Jenny shouldn't be doing the pod you yeah, know that way yeah like, you can think it's like freaking something being put in your head purposefully and like, like I could have looked at that dream and been like oh my god Lindsay like doesn't trust me or Lindsay yeah. well, you know that way or Evan could have done the same with Michael being like why is he of course why are you dreaming about your ex you know that way so like you just can't look into it too much the most annoying thing ever then would be like for someone to hold it against you because you're like it's my dream I literally can't control it and it's it. like more Higgins said like it is just the same as like I have continuously have dreams of me flying <laughs> and then for the first five minutes of where I wake up I'm like I can't fly. That is mad. I'm so jealous you have flying. I've never had a flying But dream. it's, um, I'm barely off the ground. <laughs> like, I'm like, your ass is like, I'm oh. not even social distancing with the ground. <laughs> so like, I'm like smaller than like, I'd say half a meter. <laughs> Just floating. <laughs> so you're like levitation. Yeah. <laughs> David Blaney. <laughs> Okay, gals, that is going to be it for this week. Um, yes, we're gonna... we will see you on Friday for X Gals. We have another episode on Fridays, and mm-hmm. then Mondays are our live streams on X Gals as well. But so for all the rest there. of you gals, we'll be back next week with another It Gals and TTYL. Gorgeous. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.